Nothing of the senses can satisfy the soul, episode 58, brought to you by the universal law number 3. Abundance. The law of interconnectedness. For many people it comes as a big surprise when they found out that nothing of the senses ever satisfies the soul. Exactly what do we mean by that? Is the soul such a dispassionate state of human existence that it doesn't care? Are the sensors so stupid that they try to fight find fulfillment but never do? How does it all work? The answer comes in the understanding of a continuum called time and space. Our earth rotates at a certain speed, approximately 1,500 kilometers per hour on the surface and flies through space at around 1,500,000 kilometers per hour. Time, as we know it is so many rotations of the earth and so many orbits of the sun. And this is how we define time. If you live to be 100 years old you will orbit the sun 100 times. If you do one week's work the earth has rotated 7 times. Therefore, what we call reality is based on some fixed facts of life. How long is a very long time? Entire galaxies rotate. The time it takes to rotate a galaxy is around 3 billion years depending on the size and so we would say a galactic day is 3 billion years. Our galaxy, the Milky Way, not only rotates in galactic day language, it is moving in orbit in space, the universe. I have no idea how long it takes to orbit the universe. But that would be called a galactic year. What we call a day 24 hours would be absolutely imperceptible if we were galactic humans. What we call 100 years of life would be imperceptible if we were galactic humans. Although the scale of this is hard to comprehend if you were able to get into the mind of an ant you might find what they describe as a lifetime as a very very irrelevant length of time to you. Seven dog years are equivalent to one human year. Our dog which is now 16 years old, and starting to be cripple, is in dog language well over 100 years old. No wonder it struggles. Your senses, taste, touch, feel, smell, hear and to a certain extent perceive, are all bound by the definition we have of time. They are extremely local. You can't smell something more than 50 meters away unless it's a skunk in Canada, which might stretch the distance out to 5 kilometers. By the way, the senses are limited. You can see the horizon, you can see the moon, but not much further. And so we can say that sensory perception, how are you feel, what you do based on your senses is somewhat limited to the real time you live in, and the real space you perceive you are in. In some ways these are limitations. Emotions are 100% time-based. Either anchored in the past, or anchored in the future. All of the Eastern meditation techniques of being in the now, are designed to force the elimination of emotion by concentrating in the present moment. In Inner Wealth we talk about presence. When you are present with your children, spouse, colleagues or even with yourself during your daily self-talk, you are without emotion. Worry and anxiety, fear and guilt, anger and disappointment these are all based in time either anchored in the past or the future. The soul on the other hand is located at the edge of the magnetosphere. Our solar system boundary. The outer edge of the rotation of planets around our sun comes to an end in what is called the magnetosphere. Everything outside the magnetosphere is rotating around some other sun. Just like a pinwheel our solar system is spinning at 270 kilometers per second, 168 miles per second, and takes about 200 million years to complete one rotation, according to the National Radio Astronomy Observatory. And, our solar system, including all our planets is zipping along inside our galaxy, the Milky Way. This includes our nearest sun, which also has its own solar system and is around 28,000 light-years away from Earth. The Milky Way, our galaxy, is composed of 100,000 million stars, 
that's 100 billion stars I think, and travels through the universe on a galactic orbit at an average speed of about 514,000 miles per hour, 828,000 kilometers per hour. It takes about 230 million years for our solar system to make one revolution around the galactic center. So that's a solar day. So when certain books plan that the earth was created in at seven days, it may be absolutely true if we are talking galactic days. Which corresponds exactly to what scientists have measured from the beginning of the first speck of dust to now in terms of the creation of planet earth. Now isn't that interesting? With all this knowledge now firmly packed into your mind, imagine that you visit your soul. Your soul is on the edge of the magnetosphere, our solar system, please note the name, and is spinning around at a speed that makes what we think is fast, very, 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 slow. Therefore, to your soul if there is such a thing what you think is really 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 important, isn't. And so now you may begin to understand why nothing of the senses ever satisfies the soul, the reason is that it's operating in a completely different time warp. Your lifespan of 100 years is not even one millisecond of time in soul time. Driving your car and drinking a cup of coffee and having a lovely day doesn't even create a molecular blip on the radar of your soul. In previous conversations we have discussed the presence of realms around the earth. We have referred to these as frustrated trees, rings emanating from a stone in a lake, the seven candlesticks, the seven levels of human being, we have noted that the moon is in the second realm, or as some songwriters call it the second house, Jesus Christ's superstar, when the moon is in, and the sun is in the fourth realm. The ancient Egyptian art of reaching outside the human sensory condition and into the higher realms of existence, has become known as meditation. The art form, in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics was fairly commonly understood and required significant fasting but was not exclusive to monks or priests. The sun was referred to as the father. The moon was referred to as the sun. And the earth was referred to as a the animal kingdom. The ancient pyramids were built in respect of this dynamic and there were three points of the pyramid. Isis, Ra, and El. The sun god, the moon god and the animal nature god of earth. The pyramid was the sacred symbol of the creation of all existence, and was the secret to the ability to rise up from the earth toward what we now call our soul. However, there is something really interesting here that we can all witness, and that is the highest concept of a god is only in the fourth realm. The implication of this is that while in a physical body we cannot transcend, or get past, the fourth realm. Ancient Egyptian writings demonstrate that beyond the fourth round there would be an explosion of flames of a human body because the electrical currents throwing through it would burn it. This would in another language mean they would be too much love in the heart of a human beyond what we can conceptualize as a god. In ancient Tibetan writings they speak often of people reaching a state of enlightenment in which they no longer moved. The body just froze and decayed over a very long period of time. In Bhutan there is a glass-enclosed statue which is believed to be the remains of a monk who received enlightenment and has actually shrunk. The process is considered to be one where all moisture in the body evaporates. It leaves just dust and clothing. Conceptualizing the universe as a potential storybook about our creation requires us to step past what is considered to be blasphemy and considered to be academic and reach into a spectacular understanding of being a human. If we are truly from soul stuff, if we are really constructive of star stuff, and if we are deeply programmed to return from whence we came, then the aspiration to rise up through the realms back toward enlightenment is the core of our ambition. It is not for me to cast this idea in stone but to put it out there for you. 
When we become obsessed with the sensory gratification or validation of ourselves through our senses we may be looking in the rear vision mirror trying to go forward in life and completely misinterpreting the whole nature of being a creature which has the potential to rise up through realms and become in some way connected, albeit remotely, to their own source. I'm going to leave this up to you. In the past 20 years I have run many many 10-day destiny retreats in which this topic was explored thoroughly with people of all religious backgrounds and all manner of philosophy. The most common response after many days of exploration was tears. That every book has written in it the truth in part. But when we understand the story we can decode these books. It is a very important part of leadership to understand the role of our senses, which causes business to be successful, and the role of the soul. In our private personal time, when we reboot ourselves and reconnect to our core, it is really important to abandon the senses, and put what is called the inner smile, the connection to soul, as a priority.